Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Yumadaf Yud Ches. We start off with a new Mishnah that talks about how they prepared the Kohen Gadol for Yom Kippur. We talk about the Kohen Gadol's diet. We speak about this interesting plant called Gargir, as well as some interesting Minhagim about Rova and Rav Nachman, how they would address marriage when they were traveling. But we begin. With the Kayin Gadol, he's, he's all sequestered, and we would give him Zekhanim of Bezdin, and they would teach him the Seder Hayyim of Yom Kippur. And they would say, look, look, Rabbi Kayin Gadol, say over the halachas, because either you forgot them, or maybe you never learned this halacha, and on Erev Yom Kippur itself, in the morning, they would bring him to the eastern gate of the Beis Mikdash, and they would bring in front of him, Parim, Elim, Kavasim, in order for him to be able to recognize them, and to... Be rugil in the avoida. Um, there is one sheet that he, he maybe he wouldn't know what these animals look like, but that's a little far fetched because how could be how could how could it be that the next day he's supposed to do the avoida and he doesn't know what a cow looks like? But um, another understanding is that he's he's looking at the animals just to review in his head the seder avoida as he sees the par, the aisle, the kvasim to know review what to do with them for the seven days before Yom Kippur. They give him anything he wants to eat or drink. You have to figure out if he was allowed to be drinking wine, but it could be just means, you know, soft drinks or some juice. And on Erev Yom Kippur itself, they wouldn't give him too much food because that can make him sleep. Now the Gemara says, we teach the Kohen Gadol the halachas, we review them with him. Because maybe he forgot them. That makes sense. But how could he say that he never learned them? In order for a, a, a Kohen to be the Kohen Gadol, he has to be really great. He has to be strong. He has to be smart, he has to be a chacham, and he has to be wealthy. If he's not wealthy, then we chip in to make him wealthy. But he has to be a Talmud chacham. How, does, how could it be that he never learned these halachas? So Yosef says it depends which base HaMikdash you're talking about. The first base HaMikdash, they were ultimately the chacham, and they were all the greatest of the great. But in the second base HaMikdash, we see uh, Marta Bas Baisus. She was a wealthy widow, and she actually bought the position for Yeshua ben Gamla. Happens to be there, Shubin Gamla was the one who set up all the yeshivas all over Eretz Israel, all the chadarim for the kids to be able to learn. Uh, some people say that there are two different Yeshubin Gamlas. Others say that originally he wasn't really Roy, but as he had, once he was in the position, he had the confidence of a Kohen Gadol, and he actually became a tremendous Tamachacham who did great things. But, anyways, we see that in the second base of Mikdash, Lav Davka, the Kohen the Gadolim, were Chachamim. It could be they actually never learned the halachas. Now, they would bring the animals in front of the Kohen Gadol by the eastern gate, and we have a brass that tells us they also brought the Seirim in front of him on this animal march. The question is that our Mishnah doesn't say they brought the Seirim. Only this Brisa does. Why would we not bring the Seirim? Well, the problem is that the, the Seirim are Mechabar and all the various of Klyasrael, and when the Kohen Gadol thinks of all the, the various that the entire population of the Jewish people may have done, that can cause him to despair. The Gemara says, yeah, well, the power is also mechaper on him and all the, the Averis of the, all the Kahanim. Shouldn't that also cause him despair? Why do we bring the, the power but not the Seirim? So the Gemara says that, well, he is on top of all the Kahanim and he knows if any coin is up to any Averis that he can cause them to do tshuva. But all of clients, so that he can't keep track of and that can make him really nervous and unconfident. And Ravina says this is why if a person ha- is uh, related to a policeman, he should make sure that he shouldn't see him in the market. Because he knows exactly what you've done and how wealthy you are. And he knows what kind of a fine he can give you.
Now we talk about the Kohen Gadol's diet leading up to Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yehuda ben Nikusa says that they would feed him saltus and beitzim, these foods that would loosen his bowels. So they said, well, that's a terrible idea because that's definitely going to warm up his body. That could cause carry. Sumchas learns in a b'risa b'shem Rameir that they wouldn't feed him asregim, beitzim, old wine. Some say also fatty meat. Some say also white wine. Because those who say not white wine, um, all these foods are out of his diet because they can make him tome. Now we learned that uh, when a zav sees uh, zav come out of him, and if we're able to be toilet on a food and say, oh, this isn't coming from his body, it's coming from this food that he ate, then he won't become tome. What are these foods that we can be toilet the zav on? Milk, cheese, eggs, wine, uh, greasin, beans, meat, fatty meat, and like this fish dip. Now, what foods, what other foods can make someone tame? Uh, garlic, cress, chalgalugos, eggs, and gargarir. And there's a passage that says that this uh, the, the man went out into the field to collect oirois. And Ramir says that this, this oirois is actually gargir. So why is it called oirois? Because it makes the eyes brighten up like light. Rafuna says if you can't eat gargar, you can, you can at least apply it to your eyes. That'll also help the eyes. And if Papa says that, that this gargar, that's, if you want it to be potent for it to work to help brighten the eyes, it should be planted on the border by itself where it has all the nutrients of the grounds to help it grow strong. Rav Gidol Marav says that a guest should not eat eggs and he shouldn't sleep on the talus of his balabas because he might come to carry and that'll uh, be a tremendous busha. The Rasha says that he shouldn't eat raw eggs because the egg whites look like hair. Now, the says an interesting Maisa uh, Rav. Uh, when Rav would go to the tower of a Darshish, he would announce, Anyone want to marry me for a day or two? Rav Nachman did the same thing in the city of Shachnatziv. Ah, Eliezer ben Yaakov says that a per- person shouldn't go marrying people in random cities all over the world because if he has a son over here and a daughter over there, and they don't know each other. They don't know that they share the same father. They might get married. You'll have a, a brother and sister get married. Chas and then the whole world's going to be full of uh, mamzerim. So, so the, uh, the answer to this, that when someone is the son of one of the G'dali Adar, of Rav or of Nachman, they're going to mention that in their yichus, in their, on the Shidduch resume, and then it won't come, they won't come to marry a sibling. But again, how could they have married these women on such a short notice? If uh, Rava says that if someone decides to marry someone, uh, marry a woman, the excitement of getting married so soon, we have to assume that there was some dam that she saw, even if it disappeared, and she has to wait Shiva Nakim. So, but you know, if you, if if Rav and Rav would wait seven days, they'd already be out of town by then. So, the two answers: either these Rabbanim would send news ahead to let them know that they were coming, so they, it was after seven days from when they found out that they were getting married. Or they wouldn't actually sleep with them. They would be miyachid with them just to be able to have pas to settle their Yitzhahara while they're away from their wives. The Ben Yayada says that this is such a peladiga of Maiserav. He explains that the reason why they would do this, specifically in these cities, was because in these cities they, would be get, they were getting married very old. Later in life, I don't know, maybe in the late 20s, 30s, and the Mishnah says that already at 18. So... In order to make a point to these cities, how important it is to be married, they would say, look, I'm away from home for only for a couple of days, but 
I need to be married even now. Just to show them the chashivas of being married, to encourage them to get married younger. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.